0: Hello, and welcome to Greater Faith. You're listening to The Blood Still Works, a message from Pastor Izzelini. We hope that today's message blesses and encourages you as you go through your day. Well, I got a word in my spirit today, and the Lord began to deal with me. Uh, about today's service several weeks ago, and he he gave me a word. I'd been working on that message uh, for a couple weeks, and on my drive in this morning uh, from Northern Ohio, which was a four-hour drive, in case anybody wanted to know, uh, the Lord began to deal with me and just change something. And I really felt like the Lord wanted me to preach here this morning what I preached last night in Warren, Ohio. And so that's what I'm going to do. And we're going to start in Hebrews chapter 9. I have several verses to read to you, and then I will let you sit right after. Beginning with verse 11. If you have it, say amen. amen. But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come with the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation. Not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood, say the blood. blood. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifies for the puring of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. The writer here is saying the Lord came as a perfect tabernacle. And if the blood of animal sacrifices can put off sin, how much more shall the blood of Jesus? Hallelujah. And for this reason, hallelujah, he is the mediator of the new covenant, hallelujah. When things change, when the agreement shifts, oh my God, I feel the Holy Ghost in this room. There must be a mediator. When law is being changed, when precedent is moving, there's got to be somebody with authority Hallelujah. Atorobo shataya. To negotiate the new terms. Mm-mm. For this reason, everybody point to yourself and say, For this reason, he is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant that those who are called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance. For where there is a testament, how many of you have ever heard of the Old Testament? Where there is a testament, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. For if a testament is in force after men are dead, since it has no power at all, While the testator lives. How many of you have a living will? All right, nobody. I suggest you do that. Amen. If you don't, what that means is, is you get down with an attorney, with a mediator, and they begin to author what you want to happen after you're dead. But guess what? That paper has no power until you die. Mm, hallelujah. Hallelujah. For a testament is in force after men are dead, since it has no power at all while the testator lives. And according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood, and without shedding of blood, there is no remission. Moses wrote the law of the Old Testament. And that law did not go into effect until there was sacrifice, until there was blood on the altar. And then a mediator came on the scene and issued a new covenant. And that covenant went into effect when blood was shed. And I want to preach to you this morning the blood still works. The blood still works. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we love you. Lord, we're so thankful for your word. We're so thankful for your blood. We're thankful for all that you have done and what you are doing. God. I'm asking you right now to put a fresh anointing upon me to preach your word to your people. In Jesus' name, and let the church say Amen. amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise while you're seated. Praise God. Blood is one of the most powerful substances on earth. One medical journal reads this way. Blood is essential to life. Blood circulates throughout our body and delivers essential substances like oxygen and nutrients to the body's Cells. I'm quoting a medical journal. There is no substitute for blood. It cannot be made or manufactured. It's one thing science has not figured out how to replicate. Blood donors are the only source of blood for patients that need it. Another article talks about how so much of our DNA is in our blood. Your human engineering, what makes you you, is stored in your DNA. It is said that DNA samples or your biological coding can be extracted from blood years after that blood is shed. While blood does not survive for more than a couple hours after death, your blood can still tell us all about you even after you're dead after your heart stops beating, your blood can still speak for you. This is why in so many court cases, years after a crime has been committed, if one drop of blood is found, it has the power to condemn you or exonerate you. After the crime, after the conviction, after the trial, after the sentencing, an appeal can be made and one drop of blood can speak for itself and overturn a ruling. Mm. The story of Cain and Abel is perhaps one of the most well-known stories in the Bible. The first murder on record and God is the judge and the jury. In a fit of jealous rage, Cain commits premeditated murder and kills his brother in the field. And when God comes to ask Cain about Abel, no amount of denial can cover up the most damning piece of evidence left behind. His brother's blood pointed a finger right at the guilty party, Cain. And God questions Cain and says in verse 10 of Genesis 4, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. You cannot deny what you did because the blood of the victim is pointing straight at you. How many of you know that your adversary, the devil, the Bible identifies him as the accuser of the brethren? The Bible says that he comes before the Lord and accuses you day and night. He says ha, they're a cheat, they're a liar, they're a whoremonger, they're a womanizer, they're an alcoholic. They got anger problems. They got issues in their spirit. They got problems in their mind. Their thought life isn't clean. Their heart isn't right. God, you know that they are not living a just and worthy life. They're not living holy. They're not living righteous. God, they're a liar. They just go around using people. They just go around manipulating people. They just go around. Doing things that are in violation To your word You know the very one That tempts you Turns around and accuses you to God You know what he wants He wants a judgment on your life He wants God to get off the mercy seat and say, Dwight, enough is enough. It's judgment day. He wants God to get off the mercy seat and say, TJ, I've had it. That's the last time. It's time to pronounce judgment on your life. The accuser accuses the saints of the living God because he wants judgment to come upon your life. But I got good news for you this morning. The blood still speaks. And if you've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and you've been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, hey, friend, when the accuser comes and says, Brandon's a liar, God says, all I can hear is the blood. All I can hear is the blood of a new covenant speaking on Brandon's behalf. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The power of life is in the blood. And the blood has a voice. Jesus knew that for the sin of man to be forgiven, that blood must be shed. Blood that was guiltless. Blood that was faultless. Innocent blood blood that could not be condemned. So the one who committed no sin endured the cross so that sinless blood could be shed for the sins of all mankind. The Roman soldiers at Calvary shamed him as they put a crown of thorns upon his head and watched blood stream down his face. They beat him with a cat of nine tails that ripped the flesh from his back and gave him 39 bloody stripes. They mocked him as blood and water poured from his side after piercing him with a spear. They ruthlessly drove nails through his hands and feet and hung him on a cross, dripping with blood and the devil thought when he lifted his voice and said eloi eloi lama Sabakthana." the devil thought that's it i won But what the devil did not realize is that very moment ensured victory for you and for me. Because when the testator died on that cross, the very blood that ran down his face and flowed from his side began to speak into the annals of eternity and make a case for every lost soul of mankind. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. As he hung there beaten, battered, and bloody. He said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. With blood dripping from his body, forgiveness was his final sentence. What are you trying to say, Brother Vinny? I'm trying to tell you it doesn't matter what you've done where you've been, how bad you messed up this week, what kind of trials or problems you are struggling with, the blood is here to speak for you today. There is no place where his blood cannot reach. There is no sin that his blood cannot remit. There is no life that his blood cannot redeem the blood still works. In the Old Testament, when the Hebrew children were witnessing the wrath of God on Egypt, the Lord released ten plagues upon Pharaoh and the Egyptians as a means to free his people from bondage. The last plague was the deadliest. The Lord told Moses that during The night, the death angel would pass through the camp and take the life of every firstborn in the land. And there was only one way to escape death. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. And right here in this story, God sets a precedent. There was only one way to escape the death angel. Moses commanded the children of Israel to take the blood of a sacrifice and apply it to the doorpost of their home. And every place the death angel encountered the blood, life was spared. Every place without blood, judgment was executed. Isaiah 53 and 5 says he was wounded for our transgressions. Yeah. How many of you have ever thought you didn't get what you deserved? Let me tell you something, you're right. Not one of us have ever gotten what we deserve because we deserve what he got on Calvary. But Isaiah 53 says he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. I am thankful. For the blood of Jesus! Every bloody stripe Jesus took was for our healing. The Lord just healed you recently, didn't He? Both of you actually don't look at that. How about that? You know why God healed you? You know why that was possible? The blood. 2,000 years ago when they were whipping his back he knew there was a stripe that was going to heal your body 2,000 years ago brother Hammond when they were whipping his back he knew there was a stripe that was going to heal your father's eyes 2,000 years ago when they were whipping him he thought there's a stripe on my back for you I want to tell you something. The blood of Jesus, it has the power to forgive. Stop listening to the voice of the accuser that has told you that you don't qualify. The next time the devil says you don't qualify, you just say, duh. None of us qualify. It's his blood that qualifies us. I can't earn it. I don't deserve it. Of course I don't qualify. I need the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus has the power to deliver. Oh, but Brother Vinnie... You don't know how long I've been addicted to pornography. You don't know how long I've been an alcoholic. You don't know how long I've been stuck on tobacco. I don't need to know how long, because I know in one moment, in an altar, the blood can change your entire future. One drop of blood has enough power for the alcoholic to put down the bottle, the smoker to put down the cigarettes, the drug addict to put down the drugs. That power is in the blood. the blood of Jesus has the power to heal. Isn't that right, Brother Brandon? The blood of Jesus has the power to heal. Oh, Brother Vinny, why do we always have focused prayer on Sunday morning? Because of the blood. Because the blood still works. That's why. Because he desires to heal you. He desires to touch you. He desires for his blood to be applied to your life. This is not some ancient, mythical, made-up story. There's too many testimonies. The Bible says we are living epistles, open and read, of all men. If God, listen to me, if God has ever healed your body, I want you to stand up right now. Don't do it for me. If God has healed your body, I want you to stand, look around the room and tell me the blood doesn't work. Look around this sanctuary and tell me that it's not real. His blood still works today. You may be seated. 1 John 1 and 9 says, if we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. How many of you have ever quoted that before? What does that mean? That means if you messed up, did you know that God planned ahead for your mistakes? He wasn't shocked when you messed up this week. But he'll be devastated if you don't lift your voice and say, God, I messed up, but the blood. God, I need you to forgive me. God, I need you to create in me a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit. And I need a fresh daily application of your blood on my life today. And here's what's awesome, right? You don't have to raise your hand. This is a rhetorical question. How many of you have ever felt like you were stuck in a cycle? Man, I, just, I keep asking God to forgive me. But then I just keep doing it. And I feel stuck. Too many of us only know the first half of that verse. If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What does that mean? That means he's going to clean you up that means you don't have to be stuck in a self-destructive cycle any longer when you allow the blood of jesus to begin to work in your life it'll be here a little there a little line upon line precept upon precept he will create righteousness in you The blood will make your life over if you let it. Mm If you allow the blood to do What it's designed to do A year from now you won't think like you do right now A year from now You won't talk like you talk right now You won't walk like you walk right now You'll be talking different You'll be acting different You'll be looking different If you allow the blood of Jesus To do its work in your life hallelujah it will clothe you with righteousness whatever you need from God today his blood is still speaking for you right now let me tell you something the adversary accuses you before the Lord Because he wants him to pronounce judgment. But when the blood gets in the way, you know what he does next? He comes to you to try to get you to pronounce judgment on yourself. Too many of us have slipped in to a position that God did not call us to sit in. And when the enemy comes, and says, I know what you are. You say, I know. You're a liar. I know. You're a cheater. I know. You're a sinner. I know. You're not worthy. I know. You need to stop pronouncing judgment on your life beginning today. And the next time the accuser comes and whispers to you and says, you can't make it, you don't have what it takes, you just tell him, talk to the blood, talk to the blood. I'm not going to talk to you. You can talk to the blood because the blood still works. And the blood is speaking for me today. Come on, would you stand to your feet this morning? Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 I don't I don't know, Pastor, if I can live for God. Yes, you can. How do you know? The blood. I don't know pastor if I can live a holy righteous life that is pleasing unto the Lord yes you can how do you know the blood the blood that's how I know can you do it with self will no can you do it with determination no can you just grit your teeth and make a choice and will yourself into it with positive thinking no but with the blood With the blood of Jesus, you can live for God. With the blood of Jesus, He can cleanse all the unrighteousness in your life. But you know what? You decide what part of your life you give the blood access to. The blood requires an invitation. See, a covenant is an agreement between two parties. And you have to come into agreement with the new living will and testament of Jesus Christ. How do I do that? Well, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) The New Testament, His new covenant, says for you to access the power of the blood that I shed, you must be born again. Oh, You didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. Mm. (laughs) the Bible says that if we repent are baptized in Jesus name and are filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues we are born again And when you are born again, that blood and that name are applied to your life. When that blood and that name are applied to your life, everything changes everything changes because guess what not only does the blood clean you up but now you have the authority to plead the blood yeah. on Friday night our oldest daughter Ashley was married And she's off on her honeymoon now. And I'll tell you what, I did a lot of crying this week, Dwight. I did it all in private. So I could be strong dad at the altar. But I knew she was taking on a new name. The next day, I I thought of something she needed to know the day after she got married and so I picked up the phone to call her and the Lord said stop that's not your jurisdiction any longer let me tell you what happens when you are born again when the enemy comes to you Guess what? He doesn't have the same rights that he used to have. And he can't just step into your world and do whatever he wants anymore. You know why? <laughs> because now the blood has jurisdiction in your life and now you have the authority to rebuke the devourer out of your life and not allow the adversary to mess with stuff that he used to mess with and he's got to listen to you you know why because of the blood just like the death angel could not enter the house that had the blood on the doorpost, guess what? the devil can't get through the blood and so the next time the enemy comes He says, I'm here for your kids. You say, I plead the blood of Jesus over my children. The next time the devil comes, he says, I'm here for your marriage. You say, I plead the blood of Jesus over my marriage. The next time the devourer comes, he says, I'm here for your finances. You say, I plead the blood of Jesus over our finances. Why? Why do you do that, Pastor? Because he can't get past the blood ah hallelujah hallelujah maybe you're in this room today and you got a brave face on this morning that's what I feel I feel like there's some brave faces here today that are masking some messed up situations on the inside and the blood is saying come on let me wash it let me cleanse it let me cover it let me tell you something if you got a situation in your life today that you need the blood to be applied I'm inviting you right now to step out of your pew and come down here to the front and begin to pray and the blood will work today hallelujah hallelujah that's it come on brother Jim if you need forgiveness for your sins today, the blood still works. Thanks for joining with us today. Be sure to check us out online at greaterfaith.church or find us on Facebook by searching My Greater Faith. There you can watch this sermon and others, as well as live stream all available services. If you like what you heard today, be sure to follow our podcast for new sermons and Bible studies as they become available. Greater faith. Everyone's welcome. Nobody's perfect. And anything's possible.